This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking to Chad Eckes, CIO at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, about his use of mobile devices. Thanks for joining us today, Chad. Thank you, Howard. Appreciate the invite. For starters, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the services it offers. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a specialty uh, hospital organization. We uh, we treat complex and late-stage cancers all under one roof. Uh, we combine the absolute best of bleeding-edge uh, traditional oncology therapies and augment those services with complementary uh, therapies like mind-body medicine, naturopathic services, and the like. Our facilities are in greater Philadelphia, greater Chicagoland, Tulsa, Oklahoma, greater Phoenix Marketplace. We have a clinic in uh, Seattle, and we're in the process of building a new hospital down in the uh, greater Atlanta Marketplace. I understand that for some time now, your hospitals have relied heavily on laptop computers rather than desktop devices. And now you're moving toward enabling clinicians to use a wider variety of mobile devices. Why relied so heavily on laptops from the beginning, and uh, why are you expanding the mobile devices that can be used? In our environment, our goal has always been to get our data processing as close to the patient as possible. And that meant that we would have highly mobile devices uh, that would be moving with the provider to the patient side. We started out uh, by using laptops when the tablet computer was a uh, was a big trend. We had integrated uh, those devices into our um, into our environment, especially when we rolled out the electronic health record back in 2008, and uh, that that allowed our physicians to work in more of a point and click environment for uh, for much of what they were doing. As we look at the future right now. Uh, we're realizing that the demands of interacting with patient information is becoming greater. Uh, we want more information pushed out to um, uh, to the patient side, but we also want, and our physicians want, that information to uh, to come in a smaller form factor. I think we're all uh, you know pretty aware of carrying around a heavy PC and. In order to get enough battery life, you have these large batteries that that are hooked up, and you know that that becomes uh, quite frustrating and, and inconvenient. We've we've tried solving that problem in the past with having docking stations and the like, but it, we really hadn't seen any good solutions until the latest trends of tablets coming onto the market. And specifically, when we reference tablets, we're uh, we're referencing devices like iPads. The form factor is light. The battery life is great. The the size provides a a large enough size uh, to interact with uh, with the device and get the information that uh, you require. But uh, most importantly, that device can go wherever the uh, the physician uh, and or nurse uh, would be going. And that became an opportunity for us to uh, start figuring out how do we give access to uh, to our applications in a manner that would be usable on a screen that size. The second reason why we want to augment uh, the laptop environment uh, in our space going forward is 
we're seeing demands from our providers to enable them when they're not in the hospital facility. So imagine the uh, individual uh, physician that gets a call in the middle of the night and uh, needs to respond to a situation about a, a patient. Typically, you know, in the past, that physician would have to drive into the hospital. In today's world, they'll probably log into their PC, then into the VPN, then into uh, Citrix in our EHR to be able to look at the current state of uh, their patient and maybe some lab results or the like. We see that this is a great opportunity to have pretty much an instant-on environment where they could log in via one of these uh, mobile devices, whether it be a smartphone or an iPad, have uh, it be through a cellular connection and have immediate access to the relevant results and be able to provide a, uh, a response to the individual that's calling them. So in summary, I mean, we're really looking to empower those individuals caring for our patients when they need the data in the most convenient way possible. So you have a feel yet for what type of mobile device your clinicians eventually will use most often? Uh, will it be tablets or something else? In our early stages, it will probably take more of a crawl, walk, run. Uh, we would uh, will continue being heavily reliant upon our laptop environment and our tablet PC environment, but we would then focus on in using the iPad and iPhone as enabling technologies. We've also made the decision that these devices would probably be corporate-owned devices, uh, so it, at least for the initial rollout. In the future, uh, we would like to uh, consider moving to an Android platform as well, but being able to control, control it on one platform right now is our current course. So these laptops and other devices now, uh, is any patient information stored on them? Let me answer that in two different ways. Uh, if you think of a mobile environment in terms of our of our laptops and tablet computers, the normal policy is to not have patient information on those devices that it uh, they would be interacting with our electronic health record via via Citrix and secured in that manner. In the normal course of a day, that that holds true. There are individual situations where patient information is downloaded. In those scenarios, uh, we protect our our environment uh, with encryption software. We we still view that as a risk, and we we want to get away from any opportunity to uh, to store patient information on an individual device and keep the patient information centralized where we know that it is the most secure. And in the mobile, the, the pure play mobile environment of, uh, of iPads and iPhones, the goal there is to store nothing and provide no ability to download information, but to only provide a view into the data and be able to interact with the data in its centralized location. So uh, the only risk that we want to have to manage is the user's native ability to store a, uh, a username and password in, in their device, which we would uh, certainly try controlling. 
So since you have a Citrix environment, it sounds like all these mobile devices are serving as the equivalent of a, of a thin client. So I want to make sure I understand, under what circumstances can folks use a mobile device to enter information into a record as well as uh, just viewing it? In our initial uh, wave of uh, functionality that we're rolling out, there will be uh, no ability to uh, interact with the enterprise system to enter information. Um, and that that's a, a strategic choice for us right now. We're trying to take a crawl, walk, run approach. And the vendor that we're working with, uh, Allscripts, and uh, their uh, mobility application for physicians, uh, when we've looked at the functionality and where it's currently at, we believe that it provides a uh, great opportunity to view information, get results, look at problem lists, uh, look at the allergies, uh, even be able to pull up images. But when it when we get to the point of entering orders or documenting right now, that level of functionality uh, is still very much in the infancy. So uh, we've looked for specific use case scenarios inside our facilities and uh, external to the facility when our when our physicians are at home to uh, enable their workflow with, with the view-only functionality, knowing full well that uh, once they've gotten a taste for the user interface and have been able to use the physical device in its current state, they're going to want more functionality like the ability to enter orders. Okay, so for now then, someone creating a record or adding to it would use a laptop only, is that right? That is correct. So how will you go about monitoring whether a mobile device is storing any patient information and make sure that that policy is, is enforced? And what other security controls will you have in place? So you mentioned encryption before. What are some of the security controls you're applying to these new tablets and other devices? I think it's uh, twofold right now. We're handling the ability to download information at the application level and ensuring that the applications don't allow uh, for that to occur. On the uh, side of encryption, because we are uh, working on this uh, mobile project, we're also at the same time expanding our encryption strategy to move beyond our laptops and to uh, look at mobile equipment and putting that same level of, uh, of encryption on those mobile devices. Now, you mentioned earlier that, at least initially, you won't allow the use of personally owned mobile devices for um, accessing records and other um, work-related purposes. Could that eventually be allowed? And if so, uh, will you have to make sure that the same security procedures and technology are used on those personally owned devices? I wouldn't say that it's out of the realm of possibility. We're highly intrigued by the bring-your-own-device trend that is occurring in the marketplace, uh, one of the struggles that we've uh, had internal is how do you provide the same level of support services on a wider array of different devices. So that becomes a struggle with us when we've looked at the marketplace. We've seen that some of the policies basically state you know, we don't support you, and here's an outside support organization to to take your computer to. We know that our uh, our user base 
would be dissatisfied with a with a response like that. So until uh, un, until we come up with a creative solution there, uh, you know, our focus is to limit the devices to something that we know we can provide high quality service and support to. And in the future, you know, we'll either expand the number of devices we're providing that level of support to. Uh, or take a pulse check of our users and and see if if they're comfortable not having that level of support. Okay, finally, um, what would you say to other organizations who have concerns about the security of mobile devices as opposed to securing more traditional desktop devices based on your experience? What advice would you give them? The main advice is this trend is coming whether we like it or not. As we've talked internally, the mobile device wave reminds a lot of us of the transition from mainframe uh, green screen terminals to moving over to PCs. And, you know, there was always a lot of resistance. There's always a lot of concern and people coming up for re- with reasons why we can't uh, support that environment. But whether we like it or not, it's coming, and we uh, we need to embrace that level of change. So that would be the the first advice I would give: is this is going to hit uh, every organization. The second piece of advice I would give is that, from a security standpoint, I believe that uh, we need to really be honest with ourselves about the level of security that exists on laptops and those type of uh, devices to begin with. Our PC environments are highly unsecure, and the habits of our users uh, make them a very risky environment. Combine that with the fact that uh, approximately 36% of uh, laptop uh, PCs are encrypted uh, you know that that becomes uh, much more risky in my mind compared to the fact that uh, mobile devices are out there and allow a uh, a remote access into a centralized system. So I know there's a lot of chief information security officers that are highly concerned about this, but uh, I think uh, we need to really think about the practical realities of security and not overkill the risk that's associated with mobility. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Chad Eckes of the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.